It's July the 25th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. So glad you could be with us. I know some of you, many of you, in fact, have been with us from day one. I know a lot of people said, haven't missed a single day. But I also know that many of you have joined along the way, February, March, April, May, June. Now, here we are at the end of July. Doesn't matter. You are welcome. And to the question that people have asked me several times, should I go back? No. Just start with us wherever you are. If you start today, right here in the book of Nehemiah, stay with us to the end of the Bible. And later on, you can go back because all the videos are archived on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, and at keepbelieving.com. So stay with us from here on out and um, go back later at your leisure. We intend these videos will be online and there will also be podcasts at Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes that you can listen to the audio podcast while you're walking or hiking or riding your bike, whatever it is, driving your car. Either way, watch the video, listen to the podcast. You're most welcome to do that. Now, we're going to wrap up the book of Nehemiah today. What a book. What a man. What a story. Remember this book has three parts, Rebuilding the Walls, chapters 1 to 7, then Renewing the Covenant, chapters 8, 9, and 10, and then Reviving the Nation, chapters 11, 12, and 13. And basically, but when we get down to chapter 13, there's a gap of a number of years, and this book is going to, which starts in about 445 B.C., is going to wrap up about 20 years later. We're going to see at the end of Nehemiah, very similar to the end of the book of Ezra, that the people, even after they make this renewal of the covenant, they begin to slip and slip and drift away. And Nehemiah, uh, well, what a man he was. He stuck with him through everything. Now, I also need to tell you, as we're going to read chapters 10, 11, 12, and 13, there are a ton of names. This, this section reminds me of First Chronicles. You know what, we've, what I've told you a number of times, um, there are various ways to pronounce these names. My theory is, say them loud, say them fast, and just keep on moving. And you're welcome when you come to uh, Meshulam or Genethon or Maaziah. If you want to say them some other way, I'm not offended in the least. I'm just giving it my very best shot. Here we go. Nehemiah 10. Those whose seals were on the document were the governor of Nehemiah, the governor of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah and Zedekiah, Zariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pasher, Amariah, Malchijah, Hattus, Shebaniah, Maluk, Harum, Meramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Genethon, Baruch, Meshulam, uh, Abijah, Majimin, Maaziah, Bilgai, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. The Levites were Jeshua, son of Azar, Azaniah, Benuai of the sons of Hinadad, Cadmiel, and their brothers, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kalida, Peliah, Hanan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zachar, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Beninu. The heads of the people were Perosh, Pehath, Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Bunai, Ozgad, Bibai, Adonijah, Bigvi, Aden, Ater, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bezai, Harif, Anathoth, Nebai, Mag, Piash, Meshulam, Hezer, Mesh, he, Zabel, Zadok, Jadua, 
Pelatiah, Hanan, Aniah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashub, Halohesh, Pilha, Shobek, Reum, Hashabna, Maasiah, Ahijah, Hanan, Anan, Maluk, Harun, Bayan. Now the rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, and the temple servants, along with their wives, sons, and daughters, everyone who is able to understand and who has separated themselves from the surrounding peoples to obey the law of God, join with their noble brothers and commit themselves with a sworn oath to follow the law of God given to God's servant Moses and to obey carefully all the commandments and ordinances and statutes of the Lord our God. Now, starting in verse 30 of chapter 10, this what we had was we had the signatories there at the first. Now, this is what they were signing and agreeing to. Verse 30, we will not give our daughters in marriage to the surrounding peoples and will not take their daughters as wives for our sons. When the surrounding peoples bring merchandise or any kind of grain to sell on the Sabbath day, we will not buy from them on the Sabbath or a holy day. We will also leave the land uncultivated in the seventh year and will cancel every debt. We will impose the following commands on ourselves to give an eighth of an ounce of silver yearly for the service of the house of our God. The bread displayed before the Lord, the daily grain offering, the regular burnt offering, the Sabbath, the new moon festivals, the appointed festivals, the holy things, the sin offerings to atone for Israel and for all the work of the house of our God. We have cast lots among the priests, Levites, and people for the donation of wood by our ancestral families at the appointed times each year. They are bring the wood to our God's house to burn on the altar of the Lord our God as it is written in the law. We will bring the first fruits of our land and of every fruit tree to the Lord's house year by year. We will also bring the firstborn of our sons and our livestock as prescribed by the law and will bring the firstborn of our herds and flocks to the house of our God, to the priest who serve in our God's house. We will bring a loaf from our first batch of dough to the priests at the storerooms of the house of our God. We will also bring first fruits of our grain offerings of every fruit tree and of the new wine and fresh oil. A tenth of our land's produce belongs to the Levites for the Levites to collect the one-tenth offering in all our agricultural towns. A priest from Aaron's descendants is to accompany the Levites when they collect the tenth, and the Levites are to take a tenth of this offering to the storerooms of the treasury in the house of our God. For the Israelites and the Levites are to bring the contributions of grain, new wine, and fresh oil to the storerooms where the articles of the sanctuary are kept, where the priests who minister are, along with the gatekeepers and singers. We will not neglect the house of our God. And of all that, key there's that last sentence, we will not neglect the house of our God. Now, chapter 11. We've got the wall rebuilt. Temple's already been up. But the city's basically empty. Got to get people in it. Now the leaders of the people stayed in Jerusalem and the rest of the people cast lots for one out of ten to come and live in Jerusalem, the holy cities, holy city, while the other nine tenants remained in their towns. The people blessed all the men who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the heads of the province who stayed in Jerusalem, but in the villages of Judah, each lived on his own property in their towns. The Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants, while some of the descendants of Judah and Benjamin settled in Jerusalem. Judah's descendants, Athiah, son of Uzziah, son of Zechariah, son of Amariah, son of Shephatiah, son of Mahalalel, of Perez's descendants, and Maaseah, son of Beru, son of Kolhoza, son of Haziah, son of Adiah, son of Joyarib, son of Zechariah, a descendant of the Shilonites. The total number of Perez's descendants who settled in Jerusalem was 468 capable men. These were Benjamin's descendants, 
Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Joed, son of Padiah, son of Koliah, son of Maasiah, son of Ithiel, son of Jeshiah, and after him Gabai and Salai, 928. Joel, son of Zikri, was the officer over them, and Judah, son of Hasinuah, was second in command over the city of the priest. Jediah, son of Joyarib, Jachin, and Sariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Moreah, son of Ahitub, the chief official of God's temple, and their relatives who did the work of the temple, 822. Adiah, son of Jeroham, son of Peleliah, son of Amzi, son of Zechariah, son of Pasher, son of Malchijah, and his relatives, the heads of families, 242. Amashsai, uh, son of Azarel, son of Azai, son of Meshillamah, son of Emer, and their relatives, capable men, 128. Zabdiel, son of Hagadolam, was their chief. The Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashab, son of Azrakam, son of Hashabiah, son of Bunai, and Shabbathai, and Josabad from the heads of the Levites, and supervised the work outside the house of God. Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zabi, son of Asaph, the one who began the thanksgiving in prayer. Bakbukiah, second among his relatives, and Abda, son of Shemua, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun, all the Levites in the holy city, 284. The gatekeepers, Akub, Talmud, and their relatives who guarded the city gates, 172. The rest of Israel, the priests, and the Levites were in all the villages of Judah, each on his own inherited property. The temple servants lived on Ophel. Ziha and Gishpah supervised the temple servant. The leader of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, son of Bani, son of Hashabiah, son of Mathaniah, son of Micah, of the descendants of Asaph, who were singers for the service of God's house. There was, in fact, a command of the king regarding them and an ordinance regulating the singer's daily task. Pethahiah, son of Meshazabal, of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was the king's agent in every matter concerning the people. As for the farming settlements with their fields, so of Judah's descendants lived in Kiriath Arba and Dibon and their surrounding villages, and Jechabziel and its settlements in Jeshua, Moladah, Bethpelet, Hazar Shual, and Beersheba and its surrounding villages, in Ziklag and Mekonah and its surrounding villages, in in Ramon, Zorah, Jarmuth, in Zenoa, and Adullam with their settlements, in Lachish with its fields, and Azekah and its surrounding villages. So they settled from Beersheba to Hinnom Valley. Benjamin's descendants from Geba, Michmash, Aja, and Bethel and its surrounding villages, Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hatzor, Ramah, Gitaim, Hadid, Zeboim, Nibalat, Ladid, Ono, in Craftsman's Valley. Some of the Judean divisions of Levites were in Benjamin. Okay, chapter 12. More names. These are the priests and Levites who went up with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and with Jeshua, Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Malu, Hattush, Shechaniah, Rehum, Meramoth, Ido. Genothoi, Abijah, Majimin, Ma'adiah, Bilgah, Shemaiah, Joyarib, Jediah, Salu, Amach, Hilkiah, Jediah. These were the heads of the priests and their relatives in the days of Jeshua, the Levites, Jeshua, Benuai, Kadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah. He and his relatives were in charge of the songs of praise. Bakbukiah, Uni, and their relatives stood opposite them in the services. Jeshua fathered Joachim, Joachim fathered Eliashib, Eliashib followed Joiada, Joiada followed Jonathan, and Jonathan followed Jedua. In the days of Joachim, the heads of the priestly families were Moriah of Sariah, 
Hananiah of Jeremiah, Meshulam of Ezra, Jehohanan, Jehohanan of Amariah, Jonathan of Malukai, Joseph of Shebaniah, Adna of Horam, Helkai of Moriah, Zechariah of Iddo, Meshulam of Ginnathon, Zikri of Abijah, Pilkai of Moadiah, of Miniamim, Shamu of Bilgah, Jehonahan, Jehonathan of Shemaiah, Metani of Joyarib, Uzi of Jediah, Kali of Salai, Eber of Amok, Hashabiah of Hilkiah, and Nethanel of Jediah. In the days of Eliashib, Joiada, Johanan, and Jedua, the heads of the families of the Levites and priests were recorded while Darius the Persian ruled. Levi's descendants, the family heads, were recorded in the book of the historical events during the days of Jehanan, son of Eliashib, the heads of the Levites, Hashabiah, Sherebiah, and Jeshua, son of Cadmiel, along with their relatives opposite them, gave praise and thanks division by division as David, the man of God, had prescribed. This included Mataniah, Bukiah, and Obadiah. Meshulam, Talmon, and Akub were gatekeepers who guarded the storerooms at the city gate. These served in the days of Joachim, son of Jeshua, son of Jozadak, and in the days of Nehemiah the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe. Walls done. Covenants been made. We've got the city resettled. Pretty much. <laughs> Got the priest all listed out, Levites listed out. Time to have a time to have a dedication of the wall that had been built. Verse 27. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sent for the Levites wherever they lived and brought them to Jerusalem to celebrate the joyous dedication with thanksgiving and singing, accompanied by cymbals, harps, and lyres. The singers gathered from the region around Jerusalem, from the settlements of the Neto Fothites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the fields of Geba and Osmaveth for they had built settlements for themselves around Jerusalem. After the priests and Levites had purified themselves, they purified the people, the city gates, and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up to the top of the wall, and I appointed two large processions that gave thanks. One went to the right of the wall toward the dung gate. Hoshia, Hoshiah, and half the leaders of Judah followed along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, and some of the priest's sons with trumpets. And Zechariah, son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micaiah, son of Zachar, son of Asaph, followed, as well as his relatives, Shemaiah, Azarel, Melothai, Gilali, Ra'ai, Nethanel, Judah, and Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God. Ezra, the scribe, went in front of them at the fountain gate that climbed the steps of the city of David on the ascent of the wall and went above the house of David to the water gate on the east. The second Thanksgiving procession went to the left, and I followed it with half the people along the top of the wall, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, above the Ephraim gate, and by the old gate, the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, Hananel, and the tower of the hundred to the sheep gate. They stopped at the gate of the guard. The two Thanksgiving processions stood in the house of God. So did I and half of the officials accompanying me, as well as the priest, Eliakim, Maaseah, Many Amin, Micaiah, Elio Enai, Zechariah, and Hananiah with trumpets, and Maaseah, Shemaiah, Eliezer, Uzi, Jehohanan, Melchijah, Elam, and Ezer. Then the singer sang with Jezrahiah as the leader. On that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. The women and children 
also celebrated, and Jerusalem was rejoicing, was heard far away. On that same day, men were placed in charge of the rooms that housed the supplies, contributions, first fruits, and tents. The legally required portions for the priests and Levites were gathered from the village fields because Judah was grateful for the priests and Levites who were serving. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification, along with the singers and gatekeepers, as David and his son Solomon prescribed. For long ago, in the days of David and Asaph, there were heads of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So, in the days of Zerubbabel and Nehemiah, all Israel contributed the daily portions for the singers and gatekeepers. They also set aside daily portions for the Levites, and the Levites set aside daily portions for Aaron's descendants. We got one more chapter, but this is amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine that? They, uh, they had the big parade of celebration, and half of them went up on the wall this way, and half of them went up on the wall that way. And I expected it that it basically went all the way around the, the walled city of Jerusalem, people on top of the wall, the wall they had built with God's help, celebrating to the glory of God. What a day. What a celebration. It's all going to be smooth sailing now, right? The work has been done. The work has been done. Great joy, great celebration. It's smooth sailing now, right? Wrong. One more chapter. People are going to be people. People are people. Just the way things go. Now, you need to know before I read the last chapter, the number of years pass, okay? So, even though 13 follows 12, there's a number of years in between here. We're down close to something around 425 B.C. At that time, the book of Moses was read publicly to the people. The commandment was found written in that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God because they did not meet the Israelites with food and water. Instead, they hired Balaam against them to curse them. But our God turned the curse into a blessing. When they heard the law, they separated all those of mixed descent from Israel. Now, before this, now, before this, the priest Eliashid, he should have known better, had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was a relative of Tobiah, and it prepared a large room for him, where they had previously stored the grain offering, the frankincense, the articles, the tenths of grain, new wine, and fresh oil prescribed for the Levites, singers, and gatekeepers, along with the contributions for the people. While all this was happening, I was not in Jerusalem because I had returned to King Artaxerxes, of Babylon in the 32nd year of his reign. It was only later that I asked the king for a leave of absence so I could return to Jerusalem. Then I discovered the evil that Elisha had done on behalf of Tobiah by providing him a room in the courts of God's house. I was greatly displeased and threw out all of Tobiah's household possessions out of the room. I ordered that the room be purified. They had the articles of the house of God restored there along with the grain offerings and frankincense. I also found out that because the portions from the Levites had not been given, each of the Levites and their singers performing the service had gone back to his own field. Therefore, I rebuked the officials, asking, Why has the house of God been neglected? I gathered the Levites and singers together and stationed them at their post. Then all Judah brought a tenth of the grain, new wine, and fresh oil into the storehouses. I appointed his treasurers over the storehouses, the priests. Shalemiah, the scribe Zadok, and Padiah of the Levites, with Hanan, son of Zakur, son of Mataniah, to assist them, because they were considered trustworthy. They were responsible for the distribution to their colleagues. 
Remember me for this, my God, and don't erase the deeds of faithful love I have done for the house of my God and for its services. At that time, I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in stores of grain and loading them on donkeys along with wine, grapes, and figs. All kinds of goods were break, being brought to Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. So I warned them against selling food on that day. The Tyrians living there were importing fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil you are doing? Profaning the Sabbath day. Didn't your ancestors do the same so that our God brought all this disaster on us and on this city? And now you are rekindling his anger against Israel by profaning the Sabbath? When shadows began to fall on the city gates of Jerusalem just before the Sabbath, I gave orders that the city gates be closed and not opened until after the Sabbath. I posted some of my men at the gates so that no goods could enter during the Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and those who sell all kinds of goods camped outside Jerusalem, but I warned them, why are you camping in front of the wall? If you do it again, I'll use force against you. After that, they did not come again on the Sabbath. Then I instructed the Levites to purify themselves and guard the city gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my God, and look on me with compassion according to the abundance of your faithful love. In those days, I also saw Jews who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or the language of one of the other peoples, but could not speak Hebrew. I rebuked them, cursed them, beat some of their men, and pulled out their hair. I forced them to take an oath before God and said, you must not give your daughters in marriage to their sons or take their daughters as wives for your sons or yourselves. Didn't King Solomon of Israel sin in matters like this? There was not a king like him among many nations. He was loved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Yet foreign women drew him into sin. Why then should we hear about you doing all this terrible evil and acting unfaithfully against our God by marrying foreign women? Even one of the sons of Jehoiada, son of the high priest Eliashib, had become a son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite, so I drove him away from me. Remember then, my God, for defiling the priesthood as well as the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. So I purified them from everything foreign and assigned specific duties to each of the priests and Levites. I also arranged for the donation of wood at the appointed times and for the first fruits, remember me, my God, with favor. <laughs> After that great celebration, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Be careful that you do not, through carelessness, drift away. That you drift away from the Lord. And think of what's happened here. Uh, number one, Eliashib, the priest who should have known better. <laughs> he let Tobiah, he, he let him have a place inside the temple, a storehouse. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Tobiah was one of the guys who was trying to stop the rebuilding of the wall. Come on now. Then, then the, this, it, it, maybe it doesn't seem like a big deal, but God had said, this Sabbath belongs to me. You shall keep the Sabbath day holy. There'd be no buying, no selling. They'd made 
people coming in selling fish and fruit and all the rest on the Sabbath day. Our boy Nehemiah is not going to have any of that. And finally, same as in the days of Ezra, do not marry. They, when they made the renewed covenant, when they made it, they said, chapter 10, we will not marry the foreign women. We will not give our children to marry their children. We won't do it. We won't do it. Nehemiah reacted violently. He understood that purity is hard to maintain. If you are not vigilant, how quickly you will slip away from the Lord. How quickly. So we come to the end of this amazing book. And, and I got to say, it is, it's, uh, I, I think when J.I. Packer wrote on Nehemiah, he called it that book, which is wonderful, by the way, A Passion for Faithfulness. Nehemiah was faithful to God and, and got the work done, got the wall built and, and got the people squared away and got the covenant renewed. And even to the very end, he was passionate that his people, people of God, be faithful. So, my friends, let us take the example of Nehemiah and pray that in our day, God may use us in that way. Go out today and serve the Lord. Go out and rejoice. Go out and help others. Go out and say a good word. Let us then be faithful every day. Every day. Let's be faithful to him and let everything else just fall into place. If we'll be faithful, God will take care of all the details. All right, we're done with Nehemiah. Come back tomorrow. We are going to start what might be the greatest book in all the New Testament. We're jumping from Nehemiah to the amazing book of Romans. Don't miss it. See you back here tomorrow. God bless.